Hey there, trailblazing women. Mark your calendars for the Women Thrive Summit, happening March 18th to the 22nd, 2024. Join us for five empowering days of inspiration, connection, and growth. Unlock your potential with workshops led by industry leaders, panel discussions, and networking opportunities. Don't miss this chance to amplify your voice and thrive together. Visit womenthrivesummit.com to grab your tickets today. That's womenthrivesummit.com. Welcome. I'm your host, Ramonda Jan, the founder of Women Thrive Media, visibility expert and inspirational speaker. I founded this global community for women, so every woman who is starting or running a business can feel like she has found a place to belong. So every woman is empowered to use her voice and share her message with the world. Hello and welcome to today's podcast episode. I'm so excited to have you back for another amazing interview with one of our speakers. So today we're talking about how to have the courage to speak up and shine like a diamond. And my amazing guest is Eric Tantumshade. Hi, Erica. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Where are you joining us from today? Um, normally I would say sunny Scottsdale, Arizona, but it's a little cloudy today. <laughs> so it's Scottsdale. cloudy Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> Amazing. So I'm very excited about today's conversation because I know a lot of women do struggle with speaking up and perhaps owning our voice, our space, and not being afraid to shine and not being afraid to overshadow anyone. So today's conversation is really how to shine brightly as you are and embrace your authenticity. My amazing guest is Erica Tantum Shade, who is a licensed clinical social worker, registered play therapist, and certified Daring Away facilitator, practicing in Scottsdale, Arizona. She works with families and children who struggle with identity, self esteem, and shame, helping them discover who they are and how to embrace and accept themselves fully. Her mission is to empower girls and women to help them shine brightly by being authentically and confidently themselves. So Erica, what an amazing uh, start to my day to be having this conversation with you today. <laughs> I would love to just hear a little bit about your, your, your passion for this work. What really drives this work behind uh, behind everything that you do on a daily basis. So there's this there's this quote that says you can't be what you can't see, and one of the the themes that kept coming up with individual work that I was doing with people was just not being able to embrace who we were, like not understanding, like I'm always feeling like I'm the only one, nobody else is experiencing this. And so it just drove me as like, how can I get people together to understand like how amazing they are, right? You know, if I'm saying it individually, sometimes it doesn't land as well, but sitting them in a group setting where you're, everyone's pouring into them and letting them know, like, you're great. Like, you're amazing. Like, you, you know, these, these things. And so for me, that that's the driving force is I want everyone to know, it sounds so cheesy, but just like how amazing they are, Right. Um, I've shared like I'm a mom, so I have a daughter who is now in high school. But when you know when I first started my career, I'm like she's looking at me, and like I'm setting the example. So I also have to be walking out and and being confident in myself to teach her how to be confident. And I know not everybody has someone that they can look to, and so it's like if I can provide a space 
or an outlet for them to get those skills, like that's my calling then. Yeah, and I know you've been doing this kind of work for quite a while, working with children, facilitating families, and also training for other uh, professionals. Tell me a little bit more about the work you do. Yeah, so my day job is, like I said, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. So I provide individual and group therapy sessions for children and adolescents and as well as their families. Um, Outside of the individual work, the group work is focused slowly, solely on empowerment. Uh, I run girls empowerment groups a couple of times a year. Uh, We just finished our elementary group last night. And so I'm kind of like a little sad, but we'll start back up in a couple of weeks. And then the, the other hat I wear is then taking what I've learned from running those groups and doing individual sessions and going and speaking to organizations on how they can best support the kids that they're working with. Um, that includes a lot of my work with foster care agencies because that's where I started my career at. And then also going in and speaking to parent groups, um, individual parents and even other clinicians who are just to give them a little more insight because a lot of our training is very focused on this is what the textbook says to do, but not necessarily how do I work with this individual sitting across from me. Yeah, and some of these challenges are quite complicated and complex, and I guess it comes from various experiences and backgrounds, and I can imagine that is the work um, and the profession that you're in comes with a lot of complexities. Yeah. I want to delve in and a little bit further into actually your story about how you found this passion to do what you're doing today and what's your personal journey has been. Yeah, for me, I I was that kid, right? I was that kid that was looking for some direction, looking for someone to say, wow, you're amazing. And I always say I was kind of the middle of the road kid. Like I was never the super outspoken one, but I was never the one being disruptive. So it was kind of just the kid in the middle who just kind of, oh, she's there, she's doing fine, but just needed like an extra like push. And when I became an adult, I could start to recognize that little girl and the kids that I was working with or kids, just kids that I would, you know, come in contact with. And so for me, I know, I knew what that was like. And I vow that like that, that has to stop. Like we, we can't keep letting these kids just fly under the radar. Like they need that support. And so that's what drives me to do because I know exactly what it feels like to be that kid that's just kind of there waiting for someone to notice you or someone to pour into you. I never wanted another kid to feel that way. Yeah. And I know um, you personally struggled with also your voice and, and being able to speak up. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So when you're, when you're the, I always say, when you're the cheese of the sandwich, right? You're just kind of there. Right. And sometimes it feels like, your voice is not enough, right? You feel like you can't speak up. You feel like if I say something, you know, I'm going to disrupt what's already going and I don't want to call too much attention to myself. And so I, I would not speak up. And, and that carried into, oh gosh, like probably into my 20s, right? Like not advocating for myself, not, you know, when things were, were wrong or weren't going away, even at work, like not being able to speak up. And so it took a lot of, rumbling you know I share like I had a kind of have a meeting with myself of like you can't keep going this way like something has to be different you know you can't 
tell people, oh, you're amazing and I want you to shine if you're not willing to do the work to make sure that you're shining just as much, yeah. if not more. Right. So. And a, a lot of this story, the personal story, which I guess you don't get to share in your daily life and, you know, in the work that you're doing, but you, you've written a chapter in our book, which is called Women Thrive, uh, inspiring true stories of women overcome adversity. And it's, you really gone into a lot of depth of this personal experience do you find that there are so many other people who have gone through perhaps childhood trauma or just experiences where those experiences have led them to hiding who they are? Absolutely. And, and in the chapter, I kind of, I, I share about shame, right? Like we, at first, shame feels comforting. Like it, it's there to kind of keep us safe, which sounds really odd, but when we're going through things we need something to make us feel protected and then what tends to happen is we we start to isolate like shame keeps us kind of in this cocoon and we think we're the only ones that are dealing with this and so we get to that place of I can't share what's happening to me because no one will understand me right but when we do start to share when we do start to use our voice we start to understand like there's this huge network of people who may not have gone through the exact same thing, but can support me and empathize with what I'm going through. But we, we lose our, when we lose our voice, we lose that connection. And, and we feel like I, I'm the only one that's experiencing this. Yeah. What has helped you to find your courage and strength to speak up and use your voice and start advocating for yourself? So I will definitely like not own this 100% because I have to give most of the, the reason why I use my voice to my kids, right? I see them and especially my daughter, like I see her advocating for herself. I see her speaking up and she always says, well, I just did what I think mommy would want me to do. And I was like, wow, I wish I had that confidence when I was your age. And so seeing, seeing the impact that you know, even if I'm only using my voice a little bit has on those around me, keeps me moving. It keeps me trying to speak out more, um, get myself in front of more crowds to talk about like, hey, we've got to change this. We can't keep going this way. And so definitely 100% my kids, um, my boys would be mad if I, if I say it's 100% my daughter, but she does have slight more impact just because I'm seeing her be the person I wish I could have been at her age. Yeah, how amazing is that that our children, you know, <laughs> are leading the torch and we raise them better than perhaps we had the opportunity. And that means, you know, you've learned something from your own journey that you've been able to pass on to your kids. And now they inspire you to do better. <laughs> yeah, every day. We, it's funny, we have these messages on our mirrors and it's like each and every day I'm getting better in, in every way. And I used to write that on their mirror for them. And I didn't realize, you know, at the time it was like, oh, I just want to build up my kids and make them feel really great about themselves. And then it's like, oh, but wait, I can do that too. <laughs> like I can take that lesson too. Yeah. And what ignites your passion to do this work and setting example for others? Ooh, knowing that that it's impactful, right? Knowing that 
even if it's just one person that I've been able to impact, knowing that that person is going out and, you know, doing things they didn't think they could do, like putting themselves out there a little bit more, and then they're having an impact on someone else, so just that like ripple effect, and, and knowing that like, you know, I've shared the, the quote, you can't be what you can't see, right, and so knowing that I'm providing a space for someone to say, oh, I can do that, or I can try that, you know, and so that that's what keeps me going. Like, that's what I'm like, there's, there's one more person out there that I can reach. So let me keep going. Let me just try. And, and yeah. Yeah. And such a life-changing experience is to be able to speak up, use your voice and advocate for yourself. What has been some of the biggest transformations and perhaps how does it feel for the people that you work with and then you're able to empower them uh, to stand up for themselves and really be authentic in themselves so what has been the biggest transformations you've seen so this is gonna sound like really cheesy because it's like the opposite of what should happen in group right so you want people to come through group feel super empowered and then like go live their life right i have a group of girls who continue to come back each time i do a group and at first you'd be like well maybe the group's not working if they keep coming back but they come back and they have so much more insight and they, you know, I don't, at this point, I only have to lead a little bit in this group because they take over and they're, you know, instantly jumping in when somebody make, might say a negative statement, they jump in and help them reframe it. They jump in and are supporting them. And, and so that to me is the most like impactful part is like, they get it, they get it. And, and they know this is a space that I need to continue building my confidence. This is a space that I need to feel empowered and then they're spreading that. And that's all I ever wanted was like, just, just keep spreading that empowerment, keep making sure other people know they're awesome. They're great. They're all of these, you know, you can throw all the positive words out there that are out there. Um, but watching the girls come back excited, ready to pour into the next girls that are coming into the group. Yeah, I love that. I'm all up for, you know, women empowerment. And this is so life-changing just changing your mindset, changing your belief system of who you are because a lot of the times the negative self-talk the fear of speaking up the shame of perhaps some of our experiences in life and keeping ourselves small it's a really lonely place it's such a lonely place I think when you create a shift in the mindset and, and our brains it becomes freeing and liberating don't you think Absolutely. You know, we, we say shame, shame breathes in silence. And it, it, you're right, you said, you said it, it keeps us small, it stills our voice. But when we're willing to step just on the other side of that, and just like, even if it's just one tiny step, all of a sudden, we can speak up, we, we feel we walk a little bit taller, you know, we feel a little bit better. And it's just watching that happen, especially with young girls and watching them get further and further away from the shame that's kept us like, still for so long it's just amazing yeah I guess you know looking further down the line it could really help them with their personal development and career and even relationships how many times like women who have not been or girls who have not been able to advocate for themselves end up in perhaps not healthy environments in their relationships and homes where it could become even abusive if they don't have the strength to advocate for themselves. Yeah. 
when we started doing groups and we added the elementary level, they're like, well, do, do girls in elementary school really need to start learning this? And I said, absolutely, because this is where it solidifies their sense of self and their sense of self-worth solidifies right around, you know, third, fourth grade. And so if we're not giving them those skills now, when they get into college, when they get into their adult life, if we haven't laid that foundation, they're searching for it other places. And it's never going to be, I don't want to say never, but they're searching for it in, re- in unhealthy relationships and in unhealthy ways. And so we want to make sure they have that strong foundation of knowing who they are, having the clarity of, of what's important to them. So as they enter adulthood, they're making the choices that are best for them. What do you think each and every one of us could do to empower more girls and women um, in our daily lives? Maybe it's our cousins, maybe it's our children, maybe it's uh, our nieces. Um, How can we empower them and impact them long term? I mean, so if if it's somebody we're close to, reminding them of what we see in them. Right. We're, we're so quick to hear negative messages and hold on to those. But the more positive messages or even just realistic messages that we can hear from those around us helps us feel better about ourselves. I love when I walk in a store and somebody's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Right. This is a complete stranger. But it's like you noticed me. You saw me. You see me here. Like that tells me right there there's value in who I am, that you took 10 seconds out of your day to just say hi to me right? And ask me how I'm doing. And, and so I always tell people, if you, empowerment is not just always, you're so beautiful, it looks, you know, your hair looks amazing. It's not always that. It's literally just noticing them and letting them know that you value them. And I'm, I'm so happy that you're here with me. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, if we could all do just a tiny bit of empowering other girls and for me, you know, doing a work with Women Thrive, empowering women, um, you know, I know you specialize with, you know, working with children and girls, but I think at whatever stage, if we can empower each other and give each other those uplifting words, it can still be so life-changing because for women who, as you say, have not had the encouragement, have not had the support or the right amount of belief, from their support system, it leads mm-hmm. to then them becoming women with a lack of perhaps self-confidence, self-esteem, and and then it leads to many other things. Yeah. What would you want to say to your younger self if you could turn back the time and you could be that support system for yourself uh, at the younger age what would you want to tell her I would tell her that that she's enough right like who she is is exactly enough she doesn't need to pretend to be someone else or let herself shrink away because she thinks she's too much. Like everything about her is just enough. Like she's enough. Yeah. I think each and every one of us is enough. We just have to believe we are enough. Right. (laughs) And that, I mean, I I have that message on my phone. I have it like it's, it's, I have it constantly around me because I think we forget. I think we get really bogged down in like comparison or like, well, you know, I don't have as many followers as this person, or I'm not making as much money, you know, things like that. And we just forget that who we are authentically is always enough. 
Yeah. And I just, I just love, I love working with you personally in the last few months doing the Women Thrive book and just seeing you show up and evolve through this process as well. So that's been amazing. What has been your experience of having to write your chapter in this book and now you know bringing this book out and you becoming an author to impact other lives <laughs> let's see yeah but i wish i could like draw you a diagram of like all of the ups and downs and thoughts and things that i was having during this process talk us through um, we've got time <laughs> you know it, and I remember that very first call we had and you're like, well, why do you want to do this? And I was like, I'm not sure. <laughs> Just know I'm, I'm here. Like, I know I'm supposed to be in this space. Uh, I'll figure it out as we go along. And that's really what it was with kind of getting over that fear of like, is my story enough? Is this going to land the way I want it to land? Are people going to understand? And I had a shift from, from that thought into it's going to land where it needs to land the right person is going to hear this story. The person that needs to, you know, pick it up will turn to the right page and take out what they need to be able to move forward. And so as I like moved from like, no, 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 don't do this to like, no, like just trust that process. It, it actually helped me understand, even for myself, even though I've done the work, I've gone out, I've done talks, I've done all of that. Like I'm still slipping sometimes into, is this enough? right so through this whole process I, I it helped me get clarity of like it's always enough if I'm showing up and I'm being authentic it's always enough and so it, it really helped solidify that clarity for me what was has been the hardest part of sharing your story would you say <laughs> sharing the story <laughs> you know as a as a therapist you don't get to show up a lot in the space like there's there's a level of self-disclosure that's clinically appropriate but you don't get to show up in the space and so you're kind of this blank slate for a client when they walk in and so being willing to put that story out there is like okay I'm pulling back some layers now and people close to me know these things about me but people who aren't within that inner circle they don't know this and they kind of have a like a an image or what they think that's who Erica is and so being willing to say, no, this is actually who I am. I was this scared, voiceless person, but now I'm okay. Like it, it, that part's probably the hardest part is letting people see those vulnerable sides that they don't normally get to see. Yeah, and I, I agree. It's always very, very daunting. And I was writing my own chapter in this book uh, of starting a new chapter in your life. And it was certainly one of the most daunting moments to finally say this is enough and this is ready to publish and going completely vulnerable which being vulnerable I think it's it's really difficult thing to do to open up truly and authentically and be ourselves so I just want to celebrate you congratulate you for becoming an author thank you <laughs> It's been a it's been a journey, and I certainly have enjoyed loving having you on this on this journey, and excited for you for for you not having to now hold back your story and let others be inspired by it. And as you say, you know, let them shine. Let other people be inspired by your story and shine. <laughs> it, the, like I said, this process was amazing, and and again, it was a process. Was like I didn't know I needed. 
but clearly it was what needed to happen right now to move on to that next level. What's your mission beyond the book? What's next for you, perhaps as an author, as a speaker, or in the profession and the work that you do? Um, what's next is to keep doing what I'm doing, right? To, to keep showing up in spaces that allow people to know, like, it's okay. You can stand on this stage. You, you know, you too can be in this space and just encouraging the girls I work with and the young women I work with to, to, to keep moving forward. Um, I would love to keep writing. Now I have the writing bug and like, that's, I've got that in under my bonnet. And so I'm like ready to like move on to the next story. Um, but I do, I, I want to keep making an impact on those around me. Yeah. How can others have the courage to speak up, do you think? just do it, right? Like it, it, we think we have to be, you know, I have to have all of these things in a row. I have to have it perfect of message. I have to, you know, make sure everything is lined up. And it's like, no, if you're being authentic, just do it. Just start speaking up. And I always tell people, confidence is not something that we're necessarily born with. It's something that we build, right? So it's like a muscle. I don't go to the gym one day and all of a sudden I can lift 300 pounds. Like I have to work my way up to that. And so if you're struggling with finding your voice, just use it whenever you can, right? My favorite quote is speak, even if your voice shakes, because the more we speak, the more we speak up, the more we put ourselves out there, the easier that it gets. Yeah. And have you found that to be your experience as well, because I know you do a lot of public speaking. I mean, in your work, in your career, you do a lot of speaking. <laughs> I, I always tell this story. My my first public speaking, like real public speaking engagement of not, you know, like 10 people I created to come to hear me talk. Um, I was kind of tricked, right? My, my husband is also a public speaker and he said, I want you to do this breakout session with me. And when I hear a breakout session, I think 20, 30 people the breakout session was 200 people. And I was like, this is not a breakout session. <laughs> and, and I stood there on the, holding the podium the whole time, like, because I was afraid if I let go, I would pass out. So I was like, I'm just gonna hold this podium. Um, but it was, it was trial by fire. Like I didn't die. Uh, as far as I know, people got the information they needed because we got invited back again. <laughs> so it worked pretty well. Um, but it is, it, it's, it's just doing it. The fact that I'm having this conversation with you right now, you know, two years ago, I would never have been agreed to like sit down and talk to anybody, right? I would have been like, I need a list of questions and I need to know exactly what you want me to say. Like I need to, because I would be so afraid just to like be authentic. Um, so it, yeah, it, it, it is, it's just that process to do it, right? And, and for myself, every time there's a level of nervousness and then I get up there and it's, like I said, so far, so good. No one has thrown things at me and said, get off the stage. So, so far, it's been okay. Yeah, exactly. And we fear, we fear the things that perhaps will never happen. Our mind creates these things. And, you know, something just dawned on me. It should be the easiest thing to be ourselves. Yet mm -hmm. it's the hardest. It's the most thing that we struggle with the most. It, well, there's a, like, it goes back to the vulnerability piece right? Can I be safe if I'm myself? You know, and, and then I share in my chapter, I show up in a lot of spaces where there aren't people who look like me. And so there's an extra level of not only can I be safe in this space, but can I be accepted in this place? And we, we, we have to be willing to 
be okay with maybe not being accepted, but be accepting who we are, right? And so for a lot of people, that's really hard to sit at that level of uncomfortableness to get comfortable in our own skin. Yeah, and it's so beautiful. When on genuinely, when I see women who step into their power and their purpose, and finally embrace their authentic selves, they shine. And genuinely, the the worries that we had about people judging us, when we show up as true and authentic and confident selves, people Those fall in love. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the funny thing about it. When we embrace all of our parts, even the parts we want to hide away, people like that. People people are drawn to authenticity, even though we feel the opposite. We have to be a certain way. And, and that's the, the difference between fitting in and belonging that we talk about a lot is when I'm just me, the people who, who appreciate me and want to get to know me, they embrace me. And I, I found the place I belong. I'm no longer compromising who I am. But we get so wrapped up in is like, but am I okay? Versus just being like, yeah, I'm all right. I'm pretty, I'm pretty cool. Like it's fine. <laughs> so. yeah. We accept ourselves more. It's a daily practice, right? It's a, it's a daily practice uh, that goes back to the, I am enough. Like waking up every day and saying, I'm enough just as I am in this moment. And just reminding ourselves that throughout the day until it, it like solidifies where we're not having to do it every five seconds. We just know I am enough and I can be okay with being enough. You make me want to tear up. <laughs> Genuinely, because it's so powerful, so freeing, so liberating. And I had my own moments of struggle with this very, very thing, you know, embracing truly who you are, stepping into your authenticity or not having to be afraid to be who you truly are. And I just, I, you know, that's why when women come into our space, I wholly just open my arms to, to all of them and say, I just want you to be you and I want you to feel yourself I want you to feel accepted I want you to be who you are be unapologetic about it because only then we get to really shine as you say and it's the most magical and as I said liberating feeling for those who are in the safe space so for me personally Women Thrive is about that creating that safe space for everyone to be exactly who they are Erica, um, how can someone get in touch with you? What is the best way to connect with you? Yeah, so the easiest way to get in touch with me is through social media. So I am on Instagram and Facebook. My It's at, it's at Scottsdale Child Family Therapy. Um, you can also reach me at my website, which is ericatatumshadelcsw.com. Amazing. And of course, everything will be in the show notes as well. If you feel like you feel inspired by Erica's story, you wanted to reach out just to perhaps say thank you for this episode, for this conversation, and to make sure you connect with her across social media channels, across also the website, and head over to womenthrivesummit.com forward slash book to grab your copy of the Women Thrive book, where Erica has her beautiful chapter in it. 
And yeah, I'm just so, so excited. Your chapter is called Making Friends with Shame. And I, when I read it, I felt so touched and I was like, wow, how many people really need to read this story? So I hope not only that your chapter inspires and motivates someone else, perhaps change their lives, but also there are so many other chapters in this book of other amazing women who, whose stories hopefully will leave you inspired and motivated to, to be a best version of yourself. <laughs> Any last parting thoughts before we leave today, Erica? Yeah, just keep shining. I, I know it sounds so cheesy and like one of those really bad like therapy posters, but but the truth is just every day in any way that you can, just allow yourself to show up and shine. And like I said, then it just becomes a part of who you are. People will embrace and love you. And I, I promise you it's, it's going to be okay. You will be accepted. And if not, these people are not for you. You're perhaps not in the right room if you're not being accepted for who you are. So go out there and be unapologetic about who you are. So today you're listening to Women Throughout Podcast. I'm excited to have you here for this episode. Please feel free to share this episode with whoever you feel like this episode would inspire. And for now, thank you so much for listening. Thanks to our guest, Erica, today. And we look forward to seeing you on another episode. Take care for now. Bye-bye. Did you enjoy this episode? Share it with the world. Make sure to also leave a review and subscribe for future episodes.